You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. It's time now for the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lintonello. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Um, We're here. Thanks for that intro, David. Um, Absolutely. Um, If it weren't for all of those who paid the ultimate price, we wouldn't be sitting here doing this. And who knows, probably wouldn't even be speaking English. Uh, We might have been speaking German or Japanese or whatever, but uh, certainly free enterprise probably wouldn't exist in the way we understand it today. It's not perfect, but it certainly beats the alternatives, and we are forever indebted to those people, and we need to remember them every day. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you, sir. Uh, 
gosh, there's so many good things coming up. To, I mean, it's going to be a great year for car shows. Um, you know, the ACA Grand National, um, it's going to be, uh, gosh, and I can never remember the name. It's over there next to Moline on the other side of the river. Uh, Bettendorf. Where the AAC. What, what? Bettendorf. Thank I you. Bettendorf, Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. Right Bettendorf. on the Mississippi. Uh, Yep, right on the other side of the other side of the river from uh, Moline, where uh, John Deere is headquartered. Uh, it's always a great time up there. They do a wonderful job, and expect some of the finest cars you'll see all year long in the country. But I got to say, and this will be the last word on it, but the Gettysburg show, we knew it was going to be a really good show, and it's without a doubt was probably one of the top ten shows in the entire country for the entire year um, in my mind. I, I really I thought about it. I cannot think of uh, too many shows that are going to rival uh, Gettysburg, just the quality and the variety of the cars. So it was awesome. Um, so before we get into some other topics, Crankshaft. You just cranked out the latest issue, and yep. it's available to people. Yep. Tell us just a little bit about the latest issue. Well, you know, the email started coming in, and hate to brag, but every email is 100% okay. positive. I, I got an email this morning, and some guy said, Thank you for creating the best car magazine ever published. And, you know, that may be a stretch, but uh, that's the kind of emails we'll be getting. People love issue number six, as all previous issues. And, uh, yeah, we got some interesting cars in there. I mean, a 1913 Regal, which is, you know, almost looks like a scaled-down Mercer. It was built in Detroit. Uh, only, like, three known to exist. How about a 1929 Roosevelt? When's the last time you saw one of those? I mean, that was like an affordable Mormon for the masses. And uh, a 1936 AC Doctor's Coupe, the only one known to exist. So we got some, you know, rare birds like that. But, you know, there's also an 89 Lincoln. We got a 69 Volkswagen uh, Common Gear, 67 Volvo, right-hand drive that the guy bought new in South Africa when he lived there. 62 Pontiac Catalina Super Duty with the aluminum front end. Ah, what a car. And this guy's owned it since the 70s. So, uh, you know, 1960 Chrysler 300F that's being restored by our friends Whitehall up in Massachusetts. And uh, about that 1954 business coupe, all original, including paint, floor mats, upholstery, everything about it is original. So, uh, yeah. It's an interesting issue, and uh, I, I hope you enjoyed it. No, it's it's a great issue. Uh, I mean, packed full of stuff. And I'm not just saying that. There's something in there for everyone, and, you know, great stories by you, Milton Stern, Jim Donnelly, I mean, people who know what they're doing. And I keep saying it, I'll say it again. 
not all this garbage that you read on the Internet. Now, that's not to say that everything is garbage that you read on the Internet, but 80% of what you read on the Internet is garbage. Uh, factually incorrect, so much of it. In fact, um, articles put forward by formerly well-respected entities uh, or companies associated with respected uh, publishers, and there's no fact-checking, there's no anything. It just got off. And uh, if you really want the good stuff and you want to settle in to your big easy chair, flip the light on, relax, and enjoy reading correct information and history of the automobile, crankshaft is the way to do it. And uh, you know, I absolutely am not overselling it at all. It's, it's a great magazine, and everybody should be a subscriber. I mean, let's face it, folks. You can subscribe to Crankshaft for less than a tank of gas. And uh, yeah. it comes to you all year long. I mean, that's kind of crazy to think about it, but you can. You can get a subscription for less than a tank of gas. Yeah, thank you. All you have to do is go to uh, com. You can also order a single copy before you subscribe if you want to just check it out. So, uh, yeah, thanks for the support, folks. We really appreciate it. And uh, we need your help and support to continue going. So, you know, I had a, I'll just take a side trip for a moment. Yesterday, out of the blue, I got a phone call, or actually a text. So, our good mutual friend and executive VP of AACA, Jack Harris, uh, just happened to be up here in Roanoke. He and his wife decided to take a quick mini vacation and popped into Roanoke. He sent me a text. He goes, we're here. And they were over at Black Dog Salvage. A lot of people are familiar with that because of the television show. Um, and, of course, Black Dog Salvage originated here. Uh, Mike and Robert live here in Roanoke. Um, so I ran over there. Jack and Audrey were over there and ran over there and Incidentally, of course, I ran into, and it's not automotive, but uh, it was marked automotive and in the automotive area. I don't know exactly why, but I bought a coin-operated vintage radio. Um, it was actually a motel radio. You put, put a quarter in, and you could listen to the radio for an hour. <laughs> but anyhow, um, I also collect radios outside of the car situation. I collected radios when I was a kid.
talk to him about the Virginia Museum of Transportation. I sit on their board of directors and have for some time. Um, I got all kinds of awesome dealership pictures, some really, really cool stuff that he might have might have thrown away otherwise. Um, he just kept telling me, I, I really didn't know what to do with any of this stuff, and nobody else in my family cares about it. And, you know, I would just tell people, you know, if you're getting to the point where you're going to downsize, think about repositories for some of this great stuff that you have. People don't think that stuff still gets thrown away that's that's rare and that would be helpful to have somewhere for reference. It does. It gets thrown away all the time. And I believe he had thrown some stuff away that we could have, you know, uh, kept and put in a safe place for reference material for future generations. So I was just really excited because I found a whole bunch of really cool stuff that he donated um, to the Virginia Museum of Transportation. Um, so it will be available for people in the future. And then some of it will probably go to the uh, Antique Automobile Club of America Library and Resource uh, Research Center, too. So just think about it. Right. If you're going to downsize, make sure it's all safe. Right, Rich? Yeah, and, and, and the guy lived in your neighborhood all these years and he never knew about it. And that, that's a strange thing. We could have neighbors right down the block from where we live or around the corner who have great stuff and we don't know about it. And, uh, and they don't know where to put it. So maybe doing some social media, uh, to let people know that, uh, is available. So great time. Be right back where? Right back. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783. Or visit jctaylor.com slash awr drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. We're back. All right. So, what shall we be talking about today? Mr. Tom? Uh, so, well, you know, let's talk about things that, uh, 
irritate the heck out of us uh, in, in the car hobby to uh, <laughs> just start things off. Uh, you know, having just come come from a show, but uh, there wasn't much to irritate me there in Gettysburg. It was a, a great great time with good friends. But uh, you know, you go to go to shows. One thing I hate, I you know, you, you bring your car there to share. And it's nice to have a little information there on the car, uh, talking about, you know, perhaps a little bit of its history, the specifications, and that sort of thing. Maybe a small storyboard like ACA uh, makes it available that they, you know, put together and sell to people. Um, but just something, you know, not obtrusive. Uh, but you go to some shows... And there's a guy or gal there, and they've got 30 trophies out in front of their car. They've got them down the side. And uh, all the worst of all, one thing that I really detest, those crying baby things that lean on the bumper. You know, they've got those things out there. And sometimes they've got more than one of them, which is doubly annoying. And, and you know, who knows what else uh, all around the car. It really detracts from the car. You don't really get to see the car. And while we're always happy that people are winning trophy, trophies and you know, having their efforts rewarded, uh, don't, don't, don't bring a trunk full of trophies to the car show. And those crying baby mannequin things, they make great target practice, I'm just saying. Um, it just really annoys me. It, it, seeing those things, it just makes me mad, you know? Um, I totally about agree. You. I, hate, <laughs> I hate them. In fact, when, you know, the last 25 years, when I would go to Costco shows and cover it and do stories on it for magazines, if I saw those stupid little dolls up against the car, I never photographed that car, and that car never got featured in the magazines, ever. We don't want to see that crap, especially trophies. Who cares about trophies? You know, trophies is nothing but it's dust collector. The trophy, the best trophy you have is the car itself. Just show the car. We don't care about what awards it won. Because, uh, you know, let's face it, it could the main judge could have been your uncle, could have been your cousin. That's why you got the award, you know. But, uh yeah, I, I <laughs> you, you, you <laughs> could have greased the palm. Could have greased somebody's palm, you know. Here, here's a here's a palm. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it is what it is. But you know, uh, we don't want to see that stuff. We want to see the car. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of annoying things uh, out there in the hobby. Uh, besides, you know. Chevy Bel Airs, 57 Bel Airs. Uh, let's see. Uh, there are wide, white wall ties on cars from the 60s or even on sports cars. I mean, they don't belong there. Rip those marshmallows off, please. It distracts from the car's design. That's, that's really all my biggest beef is, you know, seeing giant white wall ties, especially on cars that doesn't belong, and those stupid dolls. You know, outside of that, you know, do what you want. I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, we've got the doll thing. <laughs> We're going to have uh, uh crying baby bumper leaning doll uh, 
target practice one day. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll have fun with it. You know, the the white wall tire thing. I absolutely agree. Uh, there are a lot. There are a ton of pre-war cars that I think look much better with black walls. It really it allows the eye to concentrate on the car itself. Now, I saw a car in Gettysburg. It was a, a 53 Nash, and of course, they had in those years the pin and frame of styling. They, the wheel wells were very low, and so the tire, the wheels all the way around were somewhat shrouded. Um, that car actually doesn't look normal with black walls. And part of the reason for that, too, is that all of the advertising for Nash at the time shows the car with the white walls, as does all the literature. Um, you can find a couple of little pieces, informational pieces. You can still get it with a black wall. But the preponderance was they came with a white wall. And I, I dare say that the vast majority of those cars that were sold at the time came with came with white walls. But uh, that car looks better in white walls, just particularly because there's a whole lot less of the wheels being shown. So, you know, I, I generally agree with you about the white walls, but but not in every case. Um, something yeah, every else case. That, no, every case. No, don't need them. No, 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 no. no. No, it, 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 you know, if, if the manufacturer does not, if, if the manufacturer had in mind that that was what they wanted to showcase with their car at the time, who are we to come back and be revisionists? You know, I'm just saying. Well, the manufacturers, let's face it, sometimes it was a big payola scheme where the CEO got paid off by a tire company to put wide white walls on their cars or anything else. Let's face it. And just because that the, uh, <laughs> the big white wall tire conspiracy. <laughs> That's right. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Oh, Charlie, Charlie Nash. He, he, Charlie Nash was, was cashing in because they were selling white wall tires on ambassadors. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't care if it ruins the look of the car. Okay. i got to interrupt you all for a second. Uh, you've talked about yeah. and you've thrown rocks at black walls and white walls, but you haven't mentioned the interim when they had those, what, they were about a inch white wall? 1961 that started. And, and what do you think of them, Richard? Yeah. I think they're ugly. <laughs> get, get black spray paint and paint them over. Ugly. Ugly. Don't need them. Uh-huh. <laughs> I will say I... though that the GTO with, with the red line tires, that's pretty cool looking. You know, uh, Mustang, you know, with the uh, Shelby's has a blue dot. Good years. That's pretty cool looking. Or raised white lettering on muscle cars. I like that. That's very tough. I like things that look tough and masculine. You know, that's the way it is. <laughs> so, although, like I said before, if you own a caddy, got to have both. Got to have them. <laughs> By one exception. Yeah. A 60 
a '60s era Cadillac without any white wall whatsoever. It, it, it just doesn't look the way it's supposed to. Yeah, because we've no. been trained that that's how it should look, right? So you know, you know what's the thing I can't stand <laughs> when you what? open up the hood of a car, or like even in Gettysburg. Well, no, not in Gettysburg, but you go down some of these, you know, local cruise nights or cars and coffee events. Guys have their hoods open, nice looking engine, everything is detailed, and they have these bright yellow or red ignition wires. I mean, the quickest way to cheapen up the look of your engine compartment is with those yellow and red wires. They're just awful, you know. I don't like them. You may, but I I, I hate them. We we've talked we've talked about it um, a long time ago. But yeah, no, I I absolutely hate hate those wires. Um, you know, the Axel yellow wire. It just pops right out at you and it really overwhelms everything else that you've done in the engine compartment it really minimizes your work um you know go with something less obtrusive so everybody can really take in and soak up all the detailing and everything else that you've done under the hood um i'll tell you another one that annoys the heck out of me except sometimes you know on modified cars with multiple carbs but V8s, carbureted V8s, with that little tiny air cleaner sitting on top of the carburetor. It just, that one really annoys me too. It's like, really? Come on. Just, I don't know. I've got a thing about that. Um, it's like, the, it's like the cars in the high school parking lot years and years ago. First thing everybody did was take off the, 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 the factory air cleaner. And they put on a Moroso open air cleaner chrome element. And it just looks cheap, you know. If you want to drive around like that, that's cool. But if you're going to show your car at a show, I just think to be presented in the most original, most authentic manner. You know, again, if it's at a hot rod show or a custom car show, then of course it's okay. But, uh, yeah. I see those things and I just cringe. And, and you know, you know what else I can't stand is you look inside the hood and you look in that engine bay and you see one of those giant chrome flexed radiator hoses up on top with the giant clamp <laughs> on the. Stuff. I mean, what a way to cheapen up the look of your car. I want to go up to the owner, smack him in the head, and go, "Hey, what's the matter, you? How do you put that crap in your car?" So. <laughs> it is what it is. Everybody has the right to do what they want. Okay. Okay. I'm going to send you a bill because obviously you didn't realize how much it really truly does irritate you. <laughs> because, you know, when we started out, you know, it was just the crying baby things and it's time for a break. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783. 
or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. And we're back with Richard's therapy session. We're getting it all out of his system. You know, he's going to be able to sleep better. Um, He's going to be able to write better. I mean, I'll send you a bill. I will tell you. You know what else I hate? Another thing that. Yep. What? What? When I lived in Florida, almost every car had really dark tinted windows. Now we all know why, because of the heat. And it's okay, I think, on your regular daily driver. But when you see a car from the 40s and 50s and 60s that is completely restored correctly, and yet the windows are black, that is just awful. There's just no reason for that because let's face it, how often are you going to drive that old car? I bet you don't even put, you know, 300 miles a year on it. Why would you want to ruin the look of it by putting thought tinted windows? I, I just think that is an awful thing to do. So, Particularly I think if it's poorly applied. When it looks oh, with the bubbles. poorly applied, uh, all the bubbles in it, oh, it looks all does terrible. Yeah. See, you, you didn't know all of this has been building up inside you all these years. It's a good thing you No wonder I can't sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> another thing that, that annoys me, too, uh, you know, is the, the person that either has their car restored or they restore it. They go in, they replace the springs, and the people who either replace the springs don't know what they're doing, or they buy the incorrect springs, or they end up with some Chinese reproduction springs, and it screws up the ride height of the vehicle. How many times right. have you seen uh, a, a 60s car, whether it's a Mopar or Ford or whatever it is, and the daggone thing is sitting about two to three inches higher than it's supposed to. 
you know, you've got all that space between the top of the tire and the fender. It just looks really dumb. It's kind of like, you know, didn't anybody ever tell you that? It's kind of like people that you know that, or, well, people still wear that stuff, QT tan, you know, look like a carrot. You know, nobody ever tells them they look like a carrot. They, they don't look in the mirror and go, oh, gosh, I look like a carrot. You know, it's kind of like they're driving these cars. And it's like, my car looks really goofy with these springs. I need to do something about this, you know. But nobody does. Right. Um, so that, that, that annoys me. Um, Bad-mouthing other cars. You know, yeah. you never know who's there never know where the owner is you know somebody may have just gotten into the hobby and i've seen this happen whether young couple first car at at an antique car show and somebody walks by and says ah another used car that thing needs to be out in the parking lot not in here with us um watch that happen to a, a young couple that was there with their little children and they were sitting there eating their lunch behind their car and they had to listen to that you should have seen the look on their face they were just so disappointed and so saddened that no one shared their love of their car they were just running it down you know needed to be in the parking lot I hate hearing that um, you, know, you just don't do that folks you know you know what you think about various cars there's certain cars I don't like very few, but there's some that I don't like. But I don't tell everybody, especially when I see one, I don't say anything. Because, you know, let's face it, we're out there to have a good time. We want to have fun. We want to encourage people in the hobbies like that young couple. You know, they were, they were hurt by the fact that, you know, people were talking badly about their car. They were excited about it. It was a newer, old car. It was probably in their budget. And, you know, I often wonder, you know, I wonder if they're still in the hobby or not after having to deal with that. Well, there's, there's a lot of people with just no class. You just don't do things like that. Like every October at the Hershey Car Show, when I go down all the different roads, and all of a sudden I turn down the row of nothing but 57 Chevy. I don't go down there and start blasting the owners, telling them how ugly their car is. No. I just turn around, do an about face, and I go to another post. That's what you got to do. Just keep your mouth shut. I mean, it's obvious that, uh, you know, you're going to offend people, and you shouldn't. You should welcome everybody to the hobby. If you don't like Japanese cars, you see someone with an old Toyota, don't say anything to that. I think, I think it's pretty cool that, you know, someone's saving an old Toyota. You know, it's, it's, we should welcome everybody because we need to do whatever we can to keep this hobby alive and keep it going for the future generations. So, yeah, the bad mouth people is just awful thing. Uh, that's why you need to keep a bat in your car. Someone comes up to you, they say something nasty, take out the bat and whack them in the leg. That's what you got to <laughs> Whack them in the leg, huh? <laughs> Don't hit them in the head. Whack them in the leg. <laughs> I'm going to uh, take shin guards with me. What? Yeah. I hate... Uh, it just, oh, it just annoys me. You look inside the interior of a car, and it's all correct. Everything is authentic the way it should be. And you see one of those giant, thick, rubber steering wheel covers. 
that you could get at, you know, Walmart for 10 bucks. Why would you want that crap on your car? I mean, if you're going to experience the car for what it is and how it was designed and engineered, you need to hold on to the original steering wheel to see what it's all about, you know? And if you want to drive around like that during the day, that's fine. But when you go to a car show, just pop that thing off. It's just unsightly. It's ugly. That shows you have no class. I, I, I agree. I, I can't. It hasn't been that long ago. Perhaps a, a year or so ago, a woman brought a car to a show, and I swear to God, I thought she had an animal sitting on the dash, or there on her hands as she was driving in. What it was, steering wheel cover. I don't know where she even found this thing, but it, but it looked like a, a Persian cat stuck to the steering wheel. It was just stupid. I was like, where do you even buy something like that? Huh? It, it looked awful. Uh, so, yeah. You know, I... It's just amazing some of the stuff that people do, but uh, yeah, it's crazy. See, see, it's still coming out of you. All of this pent up anger. Let it go. Let it go, Richard. Let, Let it go. go. Let's go. Uh, you know what I want to do? See, you know what I want to do? What? Uh, you know, we all appreciate and love authentic cars, and you know, most of us do. That's why we joined the AACA. But. I absolutely admire and I love looking at the craftsmanship of some of these uh, lowriders and the paintwork. It's oh, amazing. Yeah. And I really I want to go to a lowrider show just to admire and appreciate the craftsmanship that goes into building these lowriders. I mean, I see them on, you know, some of the Facebook groups. The paintwork is amazing, you know, and what's under the hood and the chroming and and how they engrave the door handles, I mean, I think that is amazing stuff. I really do. And uh, I would like to see that in person. I really would. I haven't told too many pretty, people that, but, you know. <laughs> pretty, see, all this, it, it's coming out. You're going to feel better. Okay. You know, who would have known this would be so therapeutic? Uh, I mean, yeah, no, I, I, wouldn't I, I agree. Around, I, I wouldn't drive around in an ambassador with 22-inch wheels like you do, but I do think it's pretty cool to admire <laughs> the paintwork. <laughs> you did you know, put that is on another thing. <laughs> yeah, dubs on the ambassador. That is something that annoys me, the, the giant, giant rims um, and the really narrow profile tires. Gosh almighty. Um Cars didn't look like that. I know people love some people love that stuff. But it, it definitely does it does nothing for me. Um, and a couple of other things that annoy the heck out of me on social media on automotive sites. You know, a lot of people don't stop to think that autocorrect something an app designed to make life easier for us and make us all look smarter when we're on social media that's supposed to correct our spelling mistakes, oftentimes finishes our sentences for us, oftentimes finishes a word for us, and sometimes it's really hard to get the correct one in there because it keeps trying to change everything. And people occasionally, when they put out a post, 
I'm sure that's what happened when they were writing their post. But then 20 people have to correct them and tell them, oh, yeah, well, it's not so-and-so, it's this and this and this, and when it's obvious what the person's intentions were, you know, we don't need that. We don't need to read all that garbage. It's like, obviously, they they intended it for, to be X, and the app decided it needed to be Y, but you know what it was supposed to be anyway, or you wouldn't be correcting them on below, down below. So just knock it off. Quit doing it. Really annoys me. Um, well, you know, people growing up with uh, uh, my mom and the nuns for eight years, they always said, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. And that's true on social media. Keep your mouth shut. Stop hiding behind your phone. Be nice. That's it. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, somebody will, you know, on certain sites, they'll post pictures of vehicles that are outdoors or they'll post a picture of somebody that has a, a bunch of vehicles and people immediately jump in and go, yeah, they're never going to sell them and it's just going down and it's terrible and nobody should have those vehicles and you know, they should be in loving hands and this and that and the other thing, the 50 million opinions that are all negative, you know, I'll think about, you know, that person's a hoarder or whatever. You you never know what the background is on that. And if you want to talk about hoarders, one of the greatest hoarders of all times in the automotive hobby was a guy by the name of Bonnie Bar, uh, Barney Pollard. Um, during the scrap drives of World War II, that guy saved all kinds of cars. He's probably responsible for saving over half of the Ruxtons that exist today. Um but it's because he saved them from scrap. He saved them from being destroyed. Um, I remember I, a friend of mine and I, we could have been guilty of that back in the 2009-2010 uh, frame when scrap prices shot through the roof. Um, scrap was, I don't know, somewhere around $14 per hundred weight. And people with junk carts, they were crushing them all out. I, that was the case here in Southwest Virginia. We had some great junkyards with a lot of old stuff in there. And all of those cars were getting crushed. And the guys that owned those lots, they knew me. They called me up. It's like, look, we can't, cannot not crush out the yard. But if you want to come in and pick some stuff, save it, you know, we're going to make you a good deal on it. And they did. And, and Robert and I bought a bunch of cars, you know, between $200 and $400 a piece. We're going up on our last break, folks. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. 
You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. Hey, hey. All right. So, just to finish my thought, you know, we, we bought a ton of cars out of all these junkyards, and it took time to sell those things uh, or to find new homes for them. And, you know, we paid between two and 400 bucks, and we probably sold them for about 800 bucks, which if you took into account our time and effort and all of that. But, you know, uh, 61 Ford Starliner, 58 uh, Dodge Station Wagons, it just on and on and on. We saved a whole lot of stuff, and it went to happy homes, all of it, eventually. But there was a time period where certainly you could have looked at Robert and I and said, you know, oh, a bunch of hoarders and they're not doing anything with those cars and they're ruining them. No, actually, we were saving them from the shredder. Uh, so, you you know, hold your tongue, folks. Don't say things. Um, one other thing that really annoys me is the people at the car shows with their cell phones and their weather report, you know, Oftentimes, people, they run around, oh, my God, there's a storm coming, it's coming. You know, they think they're Paul Revere, and they're running up and down the street, it's coming, it's, you know, basketball-sized hail, we're all going to die. And uh, it, it never materializes. I was at a show not long ago, uh, last summer, where a guy was having a complete conniption fit. Uh, he wasn't even in the right state looking at the radar on his phone. How in the heck he decided that the apocalypse was coming to the car show? I don't know. But he was—he had everybody all jacked up. Everybody was upset. People were leaving, this and that, and the other thing. And there wasn't any bad weather for hundreds of months. Folks, pay attention. You know, on that same thought, these there are quite a few idiots out there, and they are idiots. Uh, like last year, when I was at Hershey, my booth in the South Gauntlet Field, several people came up and said, uh, you know, this is the last year for Hershey. It's being closed down, or another guy, oh, I have on good authority, it'll be in Allentown next year, it's moving, and all 
these people are circulating rumors, and they don't know anything. They have no concrete evidence, and they they think they do. I mean, even in Gettysburg, two people came up to me and said, oh, you know, this is the last year for this show because the property is expanding. It's going to be developed, and we're not going to have a place to show cars in Gettysburg anymore. You know, keep your mouth shut. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and you're just fueling rumors that it's going to hurt not only the hobby, but it's going to hurt all of next year's events. So, uh, you know, I know people like to pound their chest and be the first to, to let everyone know that they got some new information and stuff and only they know what's going on. That That is detrimental to the hobby. It's detrimental to everybody at the car show. And, and it's just, it's a big downer. So keep your big mouth shut. You don't know what you're talking about. No. Here I am. You're right. Off my... I hate that. Constant. Every, every year, something catastrophic is happening to Hershey or at Hershey. Something bad. You know, rarely do you hear, wow, what a great show. What a great swap meet. This is absolutely amazing. And, of course, the new people who come there are all saying that. But then, right, these people that have been coming... Oh, it's not the same as it was last year. Well, folks, I've been going for 30 years, more, and you've been going a long time, too. You know, there yeah, are some changes. You know what I tell people when I hear that? You know, you know what I tell people when I hear that? It's like, oh, Hershey is not the same anymore. 30 years ago was so much better. You know what I tell them? I said, Next time you go home, when you go back home tonight, go look in the mirror. Do you look the same that you were 30 years ago? No. You know, we all change. We all evolve. The hobby's changing. That's the way it is. Get over it. Either come and enjoy the show for what it is or stay home. We don't need no negativity. As they said in Kelly's Heroes, too much negativity, Moriarty. Stop it with the negative waves, man. Stop the negative. <laughs> uh, too many, too many <laughs> the negative waves. <laughs> right. Great, great movie. <laughs> One of my favorites. Uh, Me too. <laughs> Don Don Rickles was awesome in that movie. <laughs> Crap game was his character. Yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. youngster. Even then, I was a youngster. Uh, 
Um, there's only one other guy who was a member who was near my age. And then the next closest in age were probably 10, 15 years older than I was. So, yeah, there are a lot of older people in the clubs. People are living longer, too. That's another part of it. But um, I think a lot of younger people, they don't get into the older cars until they have a little more disposable income. Uh, and I think that is a lot of it. But, hey, there are more people involved in the antique car hobby than ever before. Just look at television. You've got all the, you know, of course, we're not necessarily fans of the auction shows that are on TV because they give a distorted view of the hobby. But they're everywhere, and there's shows everywhere on TV, on multiple channels. Uh, there are more people interested in the car hobby, I would say, than ever before, by far. And young people participate in the hobby in the way that they're able to. But uh, the best way to get them to participate, of course, is by getting them in your car, letting them sit in your car, you know, right. exposing them to it. But the fact that, you know, the thought that, you know, young people hate old cars. No, they don't. It's wrong. It is. And uh, one last negative thing. Uh, to some of those Bolshevik peasants that show up at these car shows, uh, take a shower. Huh? I don't want to look at your Model T having to hold my nose as if I'm in the middle of the stump in Staten Island. It's You smell. <laughs> Take a shower. You look like a bum. And I've, been, I've counted several people like that. It's like, I got to walk away. <laughs> you smell. I I like the smell of old cars, even if it has mothballs in it. But, oh, man, so many people. Who fuck? Take a shower. No, you're right about that. And that's something that's been true for years and years and years and years. These people, they show up at the swap meet. The swap meet lasts several days. They, they show up, they sleep in their car, and uh, by the second day, they're starting to get kind of ripe. And then there's, you know, <laughs> all these people walking along that are enjoying themselves. They've got their families there. And, and then you have these stinky people out there. Stinking up the place, you know, with their body odor and unrepentant flatulence and, and such. You know, get a handle on it, you know? It's awful. Oh, me. But it's true. It really is true. Um, you know, there's so much to love and enjoy about our hobby. You know, don't be negative. Don't be stinky. <laughs> it's easy. And you know what it else? really is. And you know what else? If somebody is selling something for $20 and and you get them down to 10 bucks, and you chisel them down to 10 bucks, don't take out uh -oh. a $100 bill to pay them 10 bucks. When you just chisel them down 10 bucks, you know what I mean? <laughs> Have some class. Yeah, keep a, keep a lot of ones in your hip pocket. Right. Um, right. So, anyway, I'm going to go back into my garage. I am uh, doing the body work on the doors of my TR3. That's going to keep me busy for the rest of the day. So, well, have a great Memorial Day.
folks. We're, we're out of time. I'm going to get on the ambassador. You guys should get off the couch and get in the garage. We'll see you next time. And uh, remember those who paid the ultimate sacrifice this weekend. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.